0: I thank you, Lord, for every storm you brought us through, Lord God. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for a spirit of praise, God, in this place. I thank you, for, Lord. I give you the honor and I give you the praises this morning, Lord God, Lord. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, this day, Lord, in Jesus' name. Can we stand on our feet this morning and give God some praise? Hallelujah. Can we bless the name of the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. And if you're tuning in with us via live stream, we say go ahead and click the like button, the share button, and the subscribe button. One of the things that Pastor Williams said this morning in his intercessory prayer was that the Bible says to to hide the word of the Lord in your heart. So can we sing about that this morning? And how many people can, don't mind hiding the word of the Lord in their heart and you know that you do that to study, to show yourself approved? Hallelujah. Clap your hands like this and help us sing. The song says, write him, Lord, the tablet of your heart. Y'all know it now. Yeah. So clap and declare it. Father, we write them on the tablet of our heart. Oh, I am the vine; you are the branches. He who abides in me will forever be fruitful indeed. Bible says, "I am the way." Listen. The truth and the light No one gets to the Father Except that they come through me So let not mercy And truth yeah. Say, forsake you Forsake you Let not mercy And Forsake oh, you. save oh, you. Oh, you. Oh, you. So, everybody, say we really ought to write them on the tablet yeah. of your Yeah. It's okay if you rock. I see some of y'all rocking like that. Come on. Put your hands yeah. in right yeah. oh, the rocks and write them on the tablet of your heart. Oh, I am the way. Say the truth and the life. Except that they come through me. Yeah, yeah, Then I'm not And true. Forsake you. Forsake you. Say, Forsake you. And, yeah. and, yeah. and, yeah. and I'm not mercy And, and true. Forsake for you. Forsake you. For of your heart oh what have I hid in my heart so I may not sin against you God yeah I hide my way because I know that You give life You are love You bring light To the darkness You are You restore Every heart That is broken And great are you Great are you, Lord You give life, you are love You bring light to the darkness You are hope. you restore Every heart that is broken Oh
1: Name of Jesus Christ. Please don't forget about our fall fest. That's going to be on October the 31st from 5 to 8 p.m. We want to say welcome to all of our guests. We appreciate you. Thank you for being here this morning. Also, please be informed at 10 a.m. this morning, we have a group of guests from Peabody Class of 2001. So, we also want to inform you that LSUA basketball team. They've also accepted our invitation to come and worship with us. Also, amen. Also, Louisiana College basketball team, both male and female. So God is up to something, and we are grateful. Help us continue to pray for church growth Not just in our church, but throughout America. We need God in our program. Amen. Also, let's continue to encourage one another. We are getting a lot of praise report. People buying homes. People are starting businesses. And it's a joy to see things happening even in the midst of pandemic. So this is the heart of God for us. So we rejoice with every one of you and I'm looking forward to visit with your business and your homes. It's a joy to always celebrate new homes and new businesses and all those good stuff. Amen. Uh, Finally, please do not forget that we are still desiring the construction of our youth place. Amen. This is very, very important. And those of you who are involved with youth ministry, uh, you're scheduled to meet with the pastor very soon and bring your ideas but we want to make sure that we stay on course with the rest of the nation. Every studies are showing we've got to have a place designated just for the youth. You've got to have a nursery designated just for babies. You can make it up. You can say maybe someday... Uh, and you have to think technology 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 those are the reality of our days and then we need to find people who are willing to commit their lives to help young people they don't have to be your children it's just a hard thing that you want to be a blessing to them those of you who are retired You might want to prayerfully consider that. One of the joy of living is to make your life count. So that when you show up before God, He will look at you and say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Being a faithful servant is not a title. It has to be earned. You can be pastor of our church and not be faithful. You can be husband or wife and not be faithful. So this is something that you have to pray to God to make your life count. And one of the best ways to do so is to invest in the life of young people. Sometimes today we will give all of us opportunity to give. Amen. Many of you have given before. Let me encourage you continue to give. Never get tired of giving. I don't know of a single amount that somebody would not ask me to give. And I always tell my family, sometimes they say you are being used. I say no. I'm glad that I'm on this side of Jordan and not the other side. So it's an honor to give. And if you don't have nothing to give, pray that God will make you a sower. And if you're sincere about it, He sure will. He will make a way because He wants to use somebody. God is not going to come down from heaven. Is going to use somebody. And right here in this house, there's plenty of somebody that God can use. I am informed that when it comes to our youth building, the only holdup as far as our banker is concerned is us. The contractor in place, the banker in place, but they want you and me to have skin in the game. So show me what you got before you ask me to pay your bills. That's just the way the system is set up. So we need about $600, $700 to put down. Right now we have about $150,000. So we're far away from 700,000. So my job is to make sure I communicate the facts so that nobody will say, I didn't know. No, you're going to know. And then it's up to you and me what we do with the facts. My prayer is that God will touch you and me to be a channel of blessing to our generation. Do I have an amen? I want to say thank you for being here. I'm going to ask our choir to minister to us one more time. And they look good in those pink. I'm talking about the guys. (laughs) No, really, the, the men, you look good in pink. I have to go shop and get more pink. Will you please help me welcome my choir one more time. God bless you. for good singing. Today I'm going to encourage you to pay attention to what the Lord is trying to tell us. I always emphasize the importance of getting understanding. Ignorance is not a good thing. That is why the Bible says in all of that getting, get understanding. The Bible also wants us to know that people perish for lack of knowledge. The least we can do as a church is to make sure that no one is perished going to ask you to turn your Bible to a familiar passage, Psalms 23. And I will invite you to stand with me, if you are able able to, in reference to the Word of God. Psalms 23 is very popular worldwide. Some of you can even recite it from memory. However, the devil is in the details. You can read Psalm 23 all your life and still means some valuable lessons. Today I want to call your attention to just one verse. Psalms 23 verse number 5. It says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Then it goes further to say, Thou anointest my head with what? What I want to talk about today, the anointing oil. Even though you have quoted these psalms for years and years, many of you, you've never anointed yourself with oil. That is why it says it's not enough to be able to recite or sing The word of God, if you're not practicing what it says. And as a result, many people die before their time. So my assignment today is to call your attention to something as simple as as an anointing oil for your own survival. The Bible says, not only does he prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. He will anoint your head with oil. And when your, your head is anointed, then your cup will run over. The will of God is for you and me to experience an anointing call running overnight. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for the word of God. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you have breathed on the world. Now I pray that you will help our hearing. I pray, oh God, that you will help our understanding. I pray, oh God, that you will help us to know better concerning your will on earth. I thank you that lives will be changed. I thank you that more souls will come to the Lord. I thank you also that we will live and not die. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Our subject for discussion is tied to the mystery of the anointing oil. The mystery of the anointing oil. In other words, today I'm going to be teaching you about the importance of using anointing oil in your life. Why am I discussing this subject? I'm so glad you asked. Not too long ago, I met with the ministers in this church. They are getting ready. Some of them are getting ready to be ordained. And they asked me about the ordination process. And one of the things that we do during ordination is that we lay hand after we anoint them with oil. So now you see where this comes from. So they want to know. And I warn them that their hairstyle may be messed up that day. I told them that I will have, each of them have a tower to protect their clothing. But your hair, I cannot promise you. And I told them, I'm not going to do a makeup on you with the oil. I will pour the oil on your head. Then the Holy Spirit say, have you ever thought about teaching the whole congregation about the importance of the anointing oil? Yeah. And then the Holy Spirit also remind me that we are in a season or period of pandemic worldwide. What a better time for somebody to learn that there is another tool that God has provided for your health, for your survivor, even in the midst of pandemic. And this is why I say you have to pay attention. So oil is not just used for healing. If you you find yourself living with a child that won't act right, Or a spouse that won't do the right thing, or even anybody in your home that the enemy is troubling, troubling their mind, they're facing addiction, all kinds of challenges. You have to learn how to use the oil. If you're a spouse, your husband is sitting or sleeping next to you while he's snoring. Get you some oil. See, my pastor told me (laughs) what I need to do with you. It could be a child. It could be your own self before you go to bed. We need to learn the importance of oil, anointing oil, and how to use it. So that's the goal of this message. To gain knowledge and understanding about the anointing oil. So, this Sunday, I'm going to teach you about it. But next Sunday, if you are interested, I will encourage you to go into the store or wherever you need to go, bring your own bottle of oil. Sometimes you have to learn to invest in your own self. It's easy for me, I could have just called my deacons and say, Brother Deacons, get me a bunch of all. Or call the deaconesses and say, prepare me so many bottles. But no, I want you to learn to invest in your own self. If this is important to you, then this coming Sunday, Before we go into other teachings, we're going to pray collectively and anoint your oil because oil by itself is just oil without the anointing. It is the anointing that will make the difference. We have to put our faith in the use of it also. All minds clear? Now, before I teach about the anointing, all, I want you to notice something in Mark chapter 4, verse 11. The scripture says, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom. In other words, you need to be aware that in this Christian religion you are in, there are mysteries. In other words, there are things you need to know that are like secret codes. That's what mystery is all about. Not everybody understands it. Not everyone knows about it. But Jesus is talking to his disciples. Because they were trying to find out, why are you talking to them in parables? And he's telling them, for you, it is for you to know the mysteries. But to them, I've got to speak to them because they don't get it. I'm praying today that God, through his Holy Spirit, will reveal the mysteries concerning the anointing all to you. Because some of you ask the question, well, I don't use all but I see people using it. Uh, is this some kind of magic? Is this some kind of superstition? Pastor, is this something of the past? Is this something they do in the Old Testament and we don't have to be concerned about that? That is why understanding becomes very critical. Ladies and gentlemen, in the book of Exodus chapter 30, verse 31, God quickly answered the question whether or not the use of oil is a matter of the past. God said to Moses, Tell Israel and you and I we are a type of Israel. He said, tell everybody, tell Israel about what? It said the oil shall be considered holy for how long? For generations. Make sure it's in your Bible. So that take care of your question about whether or not the oil is a thing of the past. Because God said, no. The oil, the use of holy oil will be for how long? For generations. So it was good for mom and dad is good enough for me. Ladies and gentlemen, the use of anointing oil is still relevant today. I never go anywhere to minister without first anointing myself with oil. Those of you who work with me, they are so familiar, I guess they've observed me so many times. Sometimes when I'm late or I'm rushing, to make a speech, they will come after me with a bottle of oil because they know how important this is to me. But I don't want a church where only the preacher is getting blessed. That is why I'm taking my time to teach the world today. Ladies and gentlemen, let me encourage you not to downplay the use of anointing oil. Let me encourage you not to normalize the use of anointing oil. Let me encourage you not to be ignorant of the use of the anointing oil. You remember the story of Mr. Naaman. He was a Syrian general in the Bible. And bless God, he had a very bad disease called leprosy. Am I still in the book? And ladies and gentlemen, he needed healing. And God, through a man of God, gave him a mystery, a secret. But the secret to him doesn't make sense. And I don't want you to be like that because part of the problem in our generation today, we are too smart for our own sake. Oh, God. God told Naaman, you're going to go to River Jordan and dip yourself seven times. Now, if Naaman is like you and me, we said, what does that have to do? with my leprosy. And I can just imagine Naaman got to the water. By the way, Jordan is a very dirty water. Some of you, you've been to Israel with me. You saw it with your own eye. It's dirty. If I was so dirty, I was baptizing there. And there was some, some animals eating on my flesh. So I was dancing while I was. It's like something is itching on you, but you can't touch it. That's how dirty Jordan is. See, everybody comes to the water, they get deep, and they walk out. But the preacher is still in the water. I can just imagine Naaman went down the water one time. And then he came back up and said, self, this is stupid. And that's why many of you are missing your miracle. Because you are so used to using your common sense. But there is no virtue in common sense. You need God's sense. You need a raiment from God. Mr. Naaman went down the second time. He looked at himself say. said, what am I doing here? Have I lost my mind? I'm a general for God's sake. Do you really mean I have to come to this dirty water? But I thank God for Mr. Naaman. He is not like many of us. He's not like many of you watching the TV right now obedience, birth blessing. There are some things in the kingdom of God that may not make any sense to you. But if God said it, it is said You know the rest of the story. Mr. Naaman went down seven times and on the seventh time, he came out completely clean. So please don't ignore what God has to say concerning anointing oil. Ladies and gentlemen, don't intellectualize it. What you need is faith in the word of God. The Hebrew word for anointing oil is called shemen for your information, for your education, 20 times that word was used in the word of God. Now, if your parent or your friend or your supervisor or anyone have to tell you something for 20 times, come on now. You ought to get it. Ladies and gentlemen, the anointing oil is used for so many things. It's used to set people apart. Yes, Just like I told you, we're going to use anointing oil during the ordination of ministers in this church. Amen. Anointing oil is also used for healing. Yes. Yes. Many of you, you need healing. Yes, you will be amazed how many of you are having permanent Sicknesses and disease. sickness that will not respond to medication. You need to know about the anointing oil. Anointing oil, ladies and gentlemen, is also used for, as a medicine. It's also used for your protection. It's a repellent. The reason why Israelites anoint the sheep is because sheep are dumb. They stick their nose in different holes. And some of those holes have snakes in it. But when you anoint them with oil, that oil is a repellent to snakes. Well, let me suggest to you, ladies and gentlemen... In your life, in my life, there are snakes. I'm trying to help somebody. Let me take it further. In the church. Hey, don't turn me off. There are snakes in the church. There are snakes in the pulpit. There are snakes in the choir stand. Can you stand the truth? You need a repellent. I believe I would have been long dead but for the anointing in the oil. As a servant of God, I'm a constant target for the enemy. You need a repellent. Instructions to me is to teach and preach when they want to hear and when they don't want to hear. So you provoke the enemy just about every day. But thank God for the anointing in the oil. Are you still here this morning? The first mention of the use of oil was in the book of Genesis. You remember the story. Sometimes we just miss the details. Jacob was running from home. He was afraid of his brother. He thinks that his brother is going to kill him. Why will he be running? Because he cheated his own brother. He cheated his own daddy. He had a reason to run. So as he was running, he found himself in a place. He got tired. He decided to get some rest. The Bible says he had no pillows, so he made pillows out of stones. Ladies and gentlemen, and while he was sleeping, he had a dream. And he saw a ladder that reached from the planet earth to heaven. And he saw angels ascending and descending. Then the Bible says something profound in Genesis chapter 28, verse 18 through verse 19. The Bible says when Jacob woke up from his dream, he said, oh my God. This must be the place that God lives. That place was called Lux. L-U-X. He changed the name to Bethel, the house of God. So when you hear we're going to Bethel, that's where that name come from. Then he did something unusual. You remember the stone that he was sleeping on as pillow? He anointed it with oil and set it up as a pillow. That was the first time in the word of God that the anointing oil was used. The first time is important because there's something called the law of first mention. So once God mentions something, then you can track the pattern of the use of that same anointing oil. The second time the use of anointing oil was mentioned was in Exodus chapter 30, verse 25. At this time, God himself specifically instructed Moses to make Anointing oil. God even told them what the ingredients. So when we talk about anointing oil, this is not just some cultural thing from Israel. God himself said, I want you to use anointing oil. And then, ladies and gentlemen, God described that oil, if you read that verse, he described it as holy anointing oil. In other words, this is not just some cooking oil. This is not a baking oil. God called it holy anointing oil. Then in Exodus chapter 30, beginning from verse 26 through verse 28, God explained to Moses What to do with the oil. It's amazing. I'm amazed how much God loves us. They give us detailed instruction. He told Moses, this oil in your hand, take it back and anoint the tabernacle. Make sure it's in your Bible." Anoint all the utensils. Anoint the ark. Anoint the tables. Anoint the lampstand. Anoint the lava. In other words, he said, anoint the altar, anoint the tabernacle and everything in it. That's what I want you to do with the altar. In other words, like this church building here, you see, anoint the building and everything that's in it. So this, this item here will be anointed. Uh, the pulpits, the pews, the piano, the lights, the organ, the keyboard, the drums, the sound system, I mean, the camera. You see, anoint everything they in it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I got some good news for all of us. That was in the old covenant. In the new covenant, Mama, the Tabernacle is not the building.
2: <laughs>
1: That's right, Pastor. You are the Tabernacle. I am the Tabernacle. Each of you, under the sign of my voice, you are the temple of the living God in 1 Corinthians chapter six verse nineteen the Bible says know ye not that your body is now the temple of the Holy Spirit. So guess what you need to be anointing now your body. Now the tragedy of Ebenezer That's why I'm taking my time to help somebody here. Because you've been putting up with a lot of mess out of ignorance. You'll be amazed if I ask for a show of hands. You'll be amazed how many of you have never anointed yourself with oil in years, in decades, even though God said, Do this. This is the problem. Ladies and gentlemen, in fact, when God was giving this instruction to Moses, not only about the anointing all, but the construction of the tabernacle, uh, the utensils, the measurement, he gave him great detail. And then he said three times, he told Moses, he said, do what I'm telling you exactly according to the pattern that I'm giving you. In other words, don't put your opinion in it. Mm. Yes, sir. Don't culturalize it. Don't religionize it. Don't become a smart ali. Do it exactly as I told you. Three times. He told them. In Exodus 25, verse 9. In Exodus chapter 25, verse 40. In Exodus chapter 26, verse 30. Why will God insist that nothing must change? No modification implied. Do it exactly as I instructed you. The answer to that question is given in the New Testament. In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 23 and verse 24, the New Testament said, what Moses was building in the Old Testament is a replica of what God has already done in heaven. So in other words, God was giving Moses instruction to build a replica of what he has in heaven. He is the mystery. I told you there are mysteries in the word of God. The church is not just a place just to shout and shake your booty. You must seek understanding. What is the mystery? Why would God want to build a little tabernacle? Because what we have on earth compared to what's in heaven is little. Why would God want to have a replica of what he has in heaven. And by the way, many of you will say, I don't know what goes on in heaven. The Bible just told you that God has a tabernacle in heaven. And so, what he was telling Moses is to do exactly the same thing here on earth. The mystery, ladies and gentlemen, is that what God has in heaven is holy. I'm I right about it. Let me try that again. Anything God has in heaven is holy. So the problem is this: what Moses built on earth is not holy. This building you're in ain't nothing holy about it. If it were holy, the day you join it, it becomes unholy. So God knew that. So God is telling Moses, you build it, but what I need you to do is to anoint it. So when you anoint what you build on earth, Then it becomes holy because of the anointing oil. So now we have an alignment. When heaven and earth are aligned, miracles begin to happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The best way for you to get things to move in your life is when the earth Is in alignment with heaven. Now you understand what we pray. Let that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The holy all, the anointing all, is what makes the replica on earth to become holy in alignment. With that which is in heaven, that is already holy. Ladies and gentlemen, that's very, very important. Exodus chapter 30, verse 29. God told Moses, anoint and consecrate everything. Why? So that it will become holy. Take note. Once the anointing oil hit, whatever. Whether it's your house, whether it's your child, whether it's that knucklehead husband or wife, whether it's your, your, hallelujah. I remember, the Lord, the Holy Spirit just gave me a flashback. I remember on my job, yes, I said it, I'm on TV. I I went to work earlier and anointed the chair of my supervisor. I never had a problem out of him again. I'm trying to help somebody. You have something in your hands. It's a mystery. It works. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God said to Moses, whatever this anointing oil touches, it becomes holy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What is the message? The anointing oil, when used properly, it brings things on earth in alignment with things in heaven. Now you see it again in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse number 1. There you see Prophet Samuel anointed Saul with the oil. And then he said, I'm doing this because God has anointed you. To be king of Israel. Samuel is saying, the reason why I'm doing this is because God has already done something in heaven and my job as a preacher is to bring things on earth in alignment with what God has done in heaven. Again, you see in 1 Samuel chapter 10 verse 6, Samuel told Saul, the moment I anoint you with this holy oil, he said two things will happen to you. You are no good human being. You will prophesy. He said you are no good human being. You will become another man. Make sure it's in your Bible. You can read. Who would have thought just a little drop of oil from a from a bottle or a container will make somebody a no good drunk? A cracker start to prophesy who would have thought a mere drop of oil on a person's body would turn him into another man i'm trying to let you know the power there is in anointing oil ladies and gentlemen i'm trying to encourage you today to know how important it is to use all. It's like you having the oil and you mark a target, whether it's a, a building, whether it's a human being, it's like a bull's eye. And when you mark that target, then the power of God comes upon that target. When you mark that target, whether it's your body, whether it's your child, whether it's your job, whether it's your finance, you are, you are telling God, I expect heaven to show up in this matter. And I'm telling you when God show up, well, if you show up in your finance, you will never be broke another day in your life. If you show up on your job. All the trickery of the enemy is over. If he show up in your hospital bed. That will be the last day. Of your sickness. This is not a game. This is not a gimmick. This is not magic. This is God saying, this is what I want you to do. No matter whether you understand it or you don't. That only all is God's super on your natural. If you have a man of God, a woman of God, if you have nobody, anoint your own sex. It's not the man of God. It's not the woman of God. It's faith in the all. And you can have faith for your healing. You can have faith for your miracle. I was traveling one day and the airplane began to act funny. I was going to Tulsa, Oklahoma, went to Bible Conference at my mentor's place of worship, Kenny Hagen. And the other plane began to act funny. And there was a lady sitting in front of me. And she said, oh, my God, we're going to die. I said, no, man, you're going to die, not me. <laughs> I just, I couldn't resist. I'm I mean, not trying to be rude, but... I mean I got things to do, I got place to go, I'm on an assignment for the Lord, I'm raising children, I mean and these right in front of me. And she didn't say she's gonna die, she said we're gonna die. So I have to speak up, you know. There are some things you cannot be cute about. And bless God the lady, she must be a smart person. She turned to me and she said, and what do you know mister? And I said, I'm so glad. Thank you so much, man. I'm so glad you are. So I pull out my bottle of oil. And then I dangle it in front of her. I know something. (laughs) Her question is, what do you know? And it was so funny, I opened the bottle of oil, anointed myself. Then she had enough sense. She said, Can I have some of that? (laughs) Honestly, I doubt if she's a Christian. But I admire people that have sense. She didn't ask me what's in it, she didn't ask me is that some food or hoodoo? She says, can I have some of that? And sure enough, I didn't trust her to give her my bottle. But I, I, I dropped the all and wham! on her head. <laughs> and she was gracious enough. She said, thank you, sir. <laughs> and we continued the flight. After we landed safely, she said, mister. Are you some kind of prophet? I said, were well, something like that. As said, just call me a servant of God. I said, it's not me. It's what God has decreed. Ladies and gentlemen, be sure that you know that you know what I'm trying to teach you today. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, it shall come to pass in that day his burden shall be taken away from your soul. And his yoke shall be removed from your neck. He said because of the anointing. If if you're a theologian like me, Research that word anointing, then you're going to find out the original text is because of the oil anointing. Isn't it amazing, therefore, that God has promised there is power through the anointing oil to remove everybody, to destroy every yoke, and yet Christians go around carrying their body with all kinds of yokes around their neck because nobody has taken the time to teach them. And some of you may be here today, you may be saying, well, Pastor, that must be Old Testament. I'm a New Testament Christian. <laughs> I've seen some smart aleck like that. Sometimes I, I just want to beat them up. But the Lord won't let me. But just in case their grandchildren are here, I want you to know the use of oil is not just in Old Testament. It's also in New Testament. Mark chapter 6, verse 12 and 13 The disciples went out to preach the gospel. And the Bible said, this is New Testament, by the way. The Bible said, while they were out, they anointed everybody with the Holy Oil. Make sure it's in your Bible. And every one of them got healed. That's not Old Testament. That's New Testament. There are several examples even Jesus, he walked into the church one day, opened the Bible, and then he decree and declared, he said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He said, because he has anointed me. Again, go research the word. You're going to find out they're talking about holy anointing oil. Jesus himself subscribe to the use of it. And you may say, Pastor, I'm a part of the church age. Jesus is dead 2,000 years ago. That's long ago. Then you come to the church age. Then you see a pastor in a church, Pastor James, in the book of James, chapter 5, verse 14. He asks the question, is anybody sick here? He said, let that person call the elder. We've got elders in this church. You can't say, well, the pastor is too busy. I can't catch up with him. Well, I can't find no association there are many elders. Call Elder Brown. Call Elder Jackson. Call Elder Sydney. The bunch of them. Find somebody. Call Elder Rose Johnson. Call somebody. Anoint my head with oil. I didn't write the book. Is anybody sick? What part of that question you don't understand? call you an elder. Let them pray a prayer of faith. He said if there be any sin, that sin will be forgiven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then the Bible says something. You know, every now and then I get in theological mode. The Bible says the prayer of faith Will save the sick. So one day I say, Lord, hey, wait a minute. You know you sent me to school. I make a living on word. You gotta to explain to me. Why did you say the prayer of faith will save the sick? Why did you not say the prayer of faith will heal? And the Lord said, No, don't, don't, don't think you are being rude. I understand English is your second language. I understand you have to pay attention to details than an average American. They were born and raised in it, so they just speak as it comes to them. You cannot afford that. God said, I said the prayer of faith will save the sea because every sea has already been healed. They just don't know it. All of a sudden a light came on. He said, when you anoint them with oil, all you are trying to do is to align them with the healing that was done 2,000 years ago. I got to stop. I'm trying to help somebody. Don't let the devil kill you before your time. He was wounded for your transgression. He was bruised for your iniquity. The chastisement of your peace was upon him by his stripes. You're already healed. I say you're already healed. Hallelujah. So all you need to do when you find yourself still struggling, receive what has been done for you 2,000 years ago. How much will it cost to get a bottle of oil? Maybe one dollar. It's not the oil. It's the faith. Ah, Jesus, help me. It's the faith. Obedience to God. I got to stop. Everybody stand to your feet. By his right. You're already healed. You see it for your protection. Oil is also a seal for favor. I have a friend over there at the college I work with him. His name is Andy. Andy would tell me all the time, I've never seen a man with so much favor in his life. There are level, There are levels of favor. And this, I said, wow, you always say that. He said, here you are, some of us have been working here for decades. And you came in as an adjunct professor, a psychic. And you passed every one of us within three years. And now you are our boss. How will you explain that? I say there's something called anointing oil. I know I'm no good. I know I'm not trained to be a professor. I know I'm not ready for this job. I have to come every day to work. I anoint my head and say, Lord, I don't go if you don't go with me. And it took me from the back of the bus. To the front of the bus. Now I tell everybody what to do. Anointing oil is not just for your healing. It's a seal of favor upon your life. Nobody could stop Joseph. Everywhere he goes, he finds favor. Even in jail. anointing oil will protect you from your enemies. Even some of them are in your church. Sometimes they're angry with you. You don't even know what are they mad about. But the oil is a repellent so that the snakes, the pythons of this world will not be able to choke your neck. I got to stop. I want us to pray. Just know the oil without faith is no good. It's just a bunch of liquid. But when you add your faith to it and remind God, Lord, you said, And it doesn't have to be any specific kind. Find you some oil in your house—olive oil, cookie oil, uh, papaya oil—I don't know. It is. <coughs> <coughs> Lincoln Brown, come pray for us, please, before I get in the flesh. Here. I appreciate you.
2: Father God, we thank you. What else can we say but thank you, Lord? Because you've done everything and it's all finished. So Father, we just thank you right now. We thank you for your word, Lord. Your word that tells us that if any among you that are sick, let him call for the elders of the church. And then let the elders anoint him with oil. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Father, we just thank you. Because your word is true, Lord. And then you prepared a place for us. You made that temple inside of us that the Holy Spirit could come and live in that temple, Lord. Couldn't live in a filthy temple, but it had to be cleaned up first, Lord. And that precious blood of Jesus that washes away all our sins came in and cleanse us up. Father, we thank you right now so that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords could come in and live in these old tabernacles. We thank you, Lord, that we carry an anointing around with us every day and we don't even know it. Father, we just thank you right now. We thank you for our pastor, Lord, who you gave this message to, Lord, to wake, to open our eyes in the name of Jesus, Lord. Father, we just need you right now. And we can't make it without you. Lord, we pray, oh God, right now that you will strengthen us. Give us the power, Lord, to walk according to your will. Not our will, but let your will be done. Lord, let the kingdom of God come down to earth, Lord, where it was originated in heaven, Lord. Earth have no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. Lord, we lost... To our forefathers, uh, Adam and Eve, we lost the kingdom, Lord. But you came to restore it back through the Holy Spirit. You shed your blood, Lord, so that we could be redeemed, Lord. And we thank you right now. Oh, we pray. We thank you for this church family, Lord. We pray, oh God, that you would just continue to anoint us with the Holy Ghost and with fire, Lord. Pray that you anoint our, father, our or Pastor, to keep him holy and uh, anointed, Lord, so that when you preach and teach your word, Lord, yokes will be destroyed, burden will be removed, chains will be broken, lives will be changed, and souls will be saved for the glory of God, Lord. We just thank you right now. Oh, we need a healing in the land, Lord. Many are sick, including myself, Lord. I have knee problems, Lord, but I know one day, one day, Lord, you're going to take Whenever you want, it. you're going to heal me, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you right now. So, Father, I just lay hands on myself. I anoint myself, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And I give you all the glory, all the praise, because you are worthy, worthy to be praised, and you're worthy to receive all the glory. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: Again I want to thank you, please don't forget on the 15th, we, I want all of us to be here to honor my sister, Allen. I don't want to fool you, this woman of God helped me tremendously in this work of ministry. Let's come out and honor her, amen. So mark your calendar, we've been praying for the family. But now, it's just a a time to celebrate and to show how much we love her. Also, if you choose, it's not mandatory for everybody. If you choose to get you a bottle of oil, uh, this coming Sunday, we're going to all pray together and and sanctify and dedicate our oil for the glory of God. Then we'll go home and be using it. all minds clear clear. please if you have come today to give for the work of the ministry uh, sister Tracy and, and all of our ushers they are at the back there please honor God with your giving if you're at home you're live streaming we have opportunity for you to go online there's opportunity for online giving let's all of us get in the habit of giving you can never beat God giving, no matter how much you try. And let's trust God that his word will manifest in our life. He said it will supply all of our needs according to his riches. in glory through Christ Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Amen, Lord.
0: but just look at them. That person you're looking at is here tonight only because of God's mercy and His grace. Somebody ought to just tell God, thank you for your mercy and your grace that kept me.